Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we are talking about National Heart Month. Yes, that is it. The month of February is not only the month of love, it is the month that we focus on heart health, right? And we are going to be talking about why it's so important to be focusing on Heart Health Month, how heart disease has played such a significant factor. I even give a little homework in the middle of it, see if you catch it um, during uh, this week's episode to figure out like just how bad heart disease is. And like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and tell one friend, or let's say tell 10 friends, uh, to check out this week's episode on Heart Health Month, more importantly, Heart Health Disease. Thank you. This week, we are going to be talking about Heart Health Month, guys. So if you're listening to this episode on the time it comes out, February is American Heart Health Month, where we put the spotlight on heart health, heart disease, and why we need to get at it. And we're going to be talking a lot about you know, risk factors, you know, I like to kind of drop some facts and figures and stats so you can kind of get an idea mindset wise of why, you know, Heart Health Month is so important. Obviously, I'm donning my my red. If you can see, if you're watching my YouTube, I'm donning my red Empower Yourself for Better, for Better Health shirt just to kind of rep Heart Health Month and understand. And we're going to be talking about the number one deadly disease, despite Despite what the news has kind of portrayed over the past few years, heart disease is still number one. And for a homework assignment, if you're watching this, as you're listening to this on the podcast, for a homework assignment, I want you to go back and look up to see when was the last time heart disease was not the number one leading cause of death around the world, right? It was a good homework assignment. Heart disease, think about it. Like, And that is how long heart disease has been running the show. Despite, again, despite this pandemic, heart disease is still number one, numero uno, big dog, as far as the number, the, the most consistent cause of death worldwide, right? So let's let's drop some heart disease facts again. The likelihood, if you're listening to this, the likelihood that you are either affected, dealing with heart disease, dealing with some form of risk factor associated with heart disease, or know someone who is, is like, like you probably don't have to two, talk to two different people before that, like, okay, yep, you're, you're definitely one. So let's, let's hit some heart disease facts, right? Um, I got my little notes here, guys. So heart disease, we kind of talked about the number one leading cause of death for men and women, and it's been that way for a long time. Again, please, I sure I insist you should do that homework. One person dies every 36 seconds. And depending on how long this video um, or podcast is going to be, just to give you an idea of how significant heart disease is, one person in the world dies from heart disease every 36 seconds. Here in the U.S., one in four can claim the, you know, the award for having or dealing with or being treated for heart disease. One in four. Like, that means you count three people, boom, 
if if you count three people and they don't have any issues dealing with heart disease, that means you're it. Um, coronary artery disease is the most common type of heart disease. 18 million people over the age of 20 are dealing with coronary artery disease in one shape or form, and heart attacks occur every 40 seconds. I like to, and the reason why I wanted to drop those factors is because I want to make sure we know that, you know, you don't get a whole month dedicated to you and, and, you know, people kind of screaming from the rooftops, wear red, go red and all, you don't, that does not occur for a disease that's just kind of there. This is a disease that we, and I don't even want to talk about the financial ramifications heart diseases had, especially here in this country. It's in hundreds of billions of dollars every single year, every single year dealing with it. And the reason why we talk about it, because some may be asking, well, why does heart disease get a whole month? And we've talked that we, I talk about this every time we talk about a, a disease specific month. Like, why did they get a whole, like, why does breast cancer get a whole month? Why does colon cancer, why does like, like, why did these things get a whole month? The reason being, is not only does it affect a lot of people, obviously, no duh, but more importantly, a lot of it can be preventable. And that's what makes it, that's what makes it so, you know, disheartening because a lot of the heart disease and a lot of the issues and end effects of heart disease, we can stop if we, if we enact certain measures um, early in. And obviously we'll talk about that at the end as far as, you know, what we could be doing. But and and that's why I stress, you know, just the onus of knowing. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you're probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code Empower10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Because there's a lot of people, again, I said over 18 million over the age of 20. There's a lot of people who are walking around with issues related to heart disease, heart-related f- disease-related factors who don't even know it because they're not checking. They're not getting their annual visit. They're not doing their things here. So when you ask yourself, you know, why do we focus on heart disease? Because we want to keep reminding people, especially my younger people, hey, you have a reason to get that checkup. You have a reason to go to that doctor. Even if you're quote unquote feeling fine, you know, let a professional tell you, you know, give you that good, you know, stamp like, yeah, you're you're good money here. So you have reasons being right. Um, and again, we talked about kind of leading cause of death for for, for decades um, in in that regards, right? So who's at risk, right? So who should be worried about heart disease? And I always think about heart disease and risk factors that are preventable. Or modifiable is probably a better, you know, response. Like, what are, what are some things you can change versus things you can't change? Let's focus on the things you can't change so we can get those out the way. So you can kind of understand, like, if you're stuck with those, like, uh, one big thing, especially, you know, when I talk, I've talked about this before, especially when we're talking about our annual physical exams, is kind of that family history. You can't change your family history. Genetics plays such a significant factor associated with heart disease that it it put it's almost like a boom all right you got a family history check mark like like there's nothing you can change about that and to the point where we know that because of certain genetics you may metabolize salt differently you may be more prone to gain weight you may be more prone to have other modifiable risk related disease factors that we're going to talk about in a second and that's that's the second you're born there's nothing you can do about that so that that's why we talk about our modifiable and non-modifiable there's the non-modifiables there's nothing i could do about 
Like, I can't do anything about your age. Age is another one. We know the older you get, the more likely you are to face with issues dealing with heart disease and succumb to those issues of heart attacks and strokes and everything. We, we know that. And that occurs the older you get. We can't change the age. Your gender also plays a factor, especially for women, especially after postmenopausal age. Reason being is that when you're in the perimenopausal age, right, estrogen is actually a protective factor against issues associated with heart disease as far as plaque buildup, cholesterol buildup, hyperlactic. Estrogen is actually protective in that manner. But once you once you become postmenopausal, all of a sudden you don't have that estrogen to protect you. And when you don't have the estrogen to protect you, guess what? Now your risk factors um, shoot up and are just the same like men. But then what happens, unfortunately, is that your issues, your concerns get downplayed. It doesn't get taken as serious as it does for men. So then you end up, especially by women, you end up having to deal with much more significant um, instances of the disease burden because, you know, it, it, like you come to the hospital, like, oh, they don't have a heart attack. They're like, people just aren't looking at your symptoms the way they look at it for men. So your gender, your age, your family history are significant factors that we can't change nothing about. As a clinician, I just have to know that depending on a gender, depending on an age, depending on family history, there's certain boxes that I need to put you in. And if I don't put you in it, it's the fault of the clinician. Now let's move over to the side that hey, we could do something about. Let's move over to that side, especially when we talk about heart disease and heart health month, it's always about what can we change? What can we change? What can we change? So let's talk about certain risk factors associated with heart disease that we know that if we can address, if we can control when you know those risk factors like your age play a factor and your health and your, your, your family history play a factor, at least we can kind of control this denominator over here, right? So hypertension obviously is a big one, right? If you are dealing with high blood pressure and the more issues you have associated with high blood pressure, the more risk factors you're gonna have against that heart disease. And let's th I always think about this for people who don't understand why does high blood pressure, especially when we consider it a silent killer, why, does, why is high blood pressure a bad issue for the heart? Think about this. If you're walking in, out, let's say you're, you're trying to get out the store. You're trying to get out the store. The store opens up. You walk out the door. You walk in, no problem. Now you try to walk out the store and there's someone blocking like half of the entrance. So now it's like, okay, it's inconvenient. I got, maybe I got to turn to the side a little bit, but maybe I, I can still slip out that door. Now you have someone blocking three-fourths of the door. Now you got it for that same entry and exit. You got to do a little more force. You got to put a little more force in just to get out the door. And over time, that little more force, that extra oomph that's needed begins to wear down the muscle tissue and it, it makes it bigger. It does make it bigger, but it doesn't make it stronger. It actually makes it weaker. So that's why high blood pressure is such a big issue because now you have this force. Every time I'm trying to get out the door, three-fourths of the way is like, oh, I got to force myself to get out of there, right? And all of that continuated pressure puts pressure on the muscle tissue because puts pressure on the issues associated with the, 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 the veins and the, the vascular system. So it just causes a problem. 
And the same thing with high cholesterol, right? If you have high cholesterol, the concern that you have high cholesterol, especially that bad cholesterol, we have whole episodes on bad cholesterol. You may have to bring that back now that I think about it because I haven't done one in a while. When you have bad cholesterol, now you have an issue where, especially if it's the LDLs, and again, we won't deep dive in it. We'll probably have a whole significant episode just on cholesterol. When you have the LDLs, you have the cholesterol that builds up plaque in your veins. So it does the same premise, right? That same premise of, hey, someone's standing in my way. Like I'm blood. I'm trying to get through the vessels, but like there's a blockage there. And we know, right, when you have blockages in vessels that then affect muscle tissue, guess what? You can have a heart attack. The same thing happens in the brain. When you have a blockage of blood flow from plaque buildup, boom, guess what? You have dead tissue in the brain. Now you have a stroke, right? I just want us to get that visual picture of what's going on, right? So we can kind of understand because we hear about silent killers all the time with blood pressure. We hear about cholesterol. Like I didn't, I don't feel bad. I don't feel any different. And you're not supposed to feel it, right? Because it's the inside of your body having to deal with that stress. The, trust me, the inside of your body understands that stress. The inside of your body understands what it has to deal with, but you on the outside don't even know it. Oh, diabetes. Diabetes is a big one. We've talked about, I've talked about this before. Diabetes, even though we focus on blood sugar, because obviously one of its end issues, especially with the pancreas and everything else, is with blood sugar control, Diabetes is a very vascular-related issue. Any person who has significant vascular disease, if they have diabetes, the diabetes makes it worse, especially when the diabetes is not controlled. So diabetes is a very vascular problem, and it definitely causes some issues when not controlled. Um, alcohol use, obviously, right? You know, excessive alcohol use, again, affects, you know, that your blood sugar control affects the blood pressure control, all these other cholesterol, like all these things that are affected with the um, excessive alcohol use. You already know the big one. If you are if you have been a member of the Lunch Learn community uh, community for as long as you've been, you know, the one thing I say is that smoking is never good. There's never any instance where smoking is a good thing. And not only that, there's never an instance where smoking doesn't make something worse. Like, uh, does smoking make cancer worse? Yes. Does smoking make high blood pressure work worse? Yes. Does it make high cholesterol worse? Yes. Like, like everything is a yes, yes, and yes when it deals with uh, cigarette smoking, right? Don't smoke cigarettes. Like, that's just, uh, that's terrible. Um, inactivity also plays a significant factor. Obesity also plays a significant factor. Diet, especially poor diet also plays significant factors. But again, that's on the side where we can modify. All those things I kind of mentioned, that was the modifiable side of heart disease-related factors. Because it's, it, And these are the ones you can change. Because when you go in, right, when you say like, hey, you know what? I just heard Dr. Barry on the, uh, on the YouTube channel or I listened to his podcast and he said, it's Heart Health Month. I need to go get myself checked. You know, your doctor is going to do all of this is what your doctor does. They're assessing for your blood pressure control. Um, if they do blood tests, they're going to check for your cholesterol. They're going to check for all of these other related issues there that could play a factor in your risk associated with heart disease. They're going to check for all these things there, which I implore you to. Right. And again, it's different for everybody. So I can't be like I can't tell you one regimen that you should do for all every single patient because everyone's going to be different. But typically, it starts with just go seeing the doctor, which sounds kind of crazy. You would think it'd be like, oh, duh, Dr. Barry. 
you'd be surprised the amount of people who I take care of in the hospital after they suffer their first heart attack. And I ask them, hey, what is your medical history, doc? I have no medical history. Okay, when's the last time you went to go see a doctor? Haven't seen a doctor in years. You have a medical history. You just didn't know it because you never go and sought the doctor, right? Like that's that's what we have to kind of stress, stress, stress uh, when we're talking and talking to our patients, educating our patients, and more importantly, especially for those who are watching and listening, educating our family members, educating our friends. Like I, I, I just turned 39 a month ago. Right, like uh, the big forty is coming. All right, I can't wait. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm person. I'm excited when I get older. It doesn't matter to me. But like, I know that as I turn forty, there's certain health related markers I need to check for, and certain things I need to do. And you know, like again, I, I get regular checkups. So like, but that's if I wasn't, I would make. I would have to make sure I get my regular checkups. Like I get a prostate. You know, they got they they got to do my prostate screening this year because I'm forty. Like all these things have to happen because I know that if they do not. Right. I'm going to be at significant risk factors later on. Right. It just is what it is. That's just kind of the way, you know, these things go kind of moving forward. So when we talk about this next step of knowing that, hey, these are my risk factors. This is what I need to do. The next step is going to go get that checkup, you know, going going to that doctor's office, going to that clinic, going to that free health um, fair that's down the street that, you know, that is doing blood pressures. You'd be surprised the amount of people who don't know the last time they've gotten their blood pressure checked. Mind you, they walk into pharmacies left and right. They're going into the public cities of the world, or the, I'm in South Florida, so it's public. I don't know what it is in other places, but public is number one for me. They, they're going to all these places that have a free place to even check the blood pressure. They don't even do that because they're so busy, right? And understanding that your health, especially if you're watching, you're listening to here, you want to move your health up the, the ladder. It may not be number one for you, and that may be okay, but I, my goal is to try to at least make it number two or three, if not number one. But I want I want it to be two or three because there are so many. I'm at the age now where I have colleagues who pass away. I'm at the age now where I have, you know, older, you know, uh, older individuals in my family who pass away, and I see that. I see it everywhere. And as a physician, obviously, I'm a little skewed because I, I see death a lot, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm used to kind of dealing with death more than the average person. But if you're getting up in age and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're having aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and a friend of this person and a friend of that person passing away, that could be very, you know, very, you know, pardon the term, but very disheartening, right? Like it could be that. Right. So that's why we stress here, especially in the lunch and community, just taking the onus upon yourself. Right. You don't have to know everything. It's not your job. It's the job of the clinician who's going to be taking care of you to try to know what they need to know. But it's not your job to know everything. Our job is to really arm you with the information to say, like, hey, like, I know this is, you know, February's health month and heart health month. And I need to at least be checking my heart and asking, just asking your doctor, hey, you know, this health month right now, like, is there anything for my heart I should be checking for? You know, do I need a, like an EKG? Do I need a check? Do I need anything? Right. And let your clinician educate you, he or she educate you on what needs to be done. But they can't do that if you don't step into that office. Right. They they can't do that if you don't go to that local health fair or you don't go to that uh, that clinic. Right. They can't do that. You, you know, you, you can only avoid the healthcare system so long. I tell people all the time, especially in a hospital setting. You can only avoid us for so long. We are going to get you. I'm talking about us in healthcare. We're going to get you. 
it's much easier for you if we get you in the outpatient ambulatory setting than get you when you see me in a hospital. And I, I got you probably don't even know it's me because I got a mask on my face, right? And I got my glasses and I'm peering down over you while you're in the hospital bed, right? You don't want to see me there. You want to see your local doctor getting your local regular checkups and making sure you're doing the right thing. Because when we talk about those risk factors, right, what can you do, right? Obviously, eating better, eating well, eating well balanced is important, right? Obviously, having, you know, uh, giving the opportunity to increase your level of activity, whatever your level of activity is, trying to increase it, you know, by 30 minutes, right, over a week, 30 minutes over, you know, two days, 30 minutes, like just trying to increase it, right? Understanding that, like, yeah, last week I probably didn't do no exercise, right? You know, I got the Apple Watch on, right? Like, I did do no exercise, but. Like this week, I'm going to do more exercises, right? Like that's sometimes that is all it takes, right? To to make that next step. A lot of us want to like think about the finish line. I saw this quote. I, I can't remember. I, I hate that I can't remember it. I saw this quote that, that talks about how we're so focused on the finish line aspect, especially when it comes to our health, that we won't even take that first step because we're like, man, there's no way I'm going to lose, you know, 50 pounds. Right. Because we're thinking about the 50 pounds, not thinking about, well, just lose the first one. Right. Lose that first one first. Go, you know, go to the gym session once. Right. Like do that first gym session, like do that first and then worry about down the line when you got to lose 50 pounds. Didn't worry about down the line when you have to run that marathon. Didn't worry about down the line when you have to quit smoking that cigarette. But you can't you can't stop smoking the cigarettes. You can't stop doing the thing that's not helping you right? Live the best life and the more healthier life that you can without making that first step, right? And that's, again, that's why we we bring it right back to like, why do we focus a whole month on heart health month? Because the heart, that's it, yeah? Like that's that's it. If you catch, if you caught last week's Real Physician Reacts, right? Uh, or probably two weeks ago, depending on you watching this. It was it was the, what, what date is that? Let me just, it'll be, it'll be easier if I if I knew the date. Cause I don't, want, I don't, because depending on when you're watching this, you can be like last week, and then like it's gonna be a whole, whole different time frame. Uh, January 27th, right? So if you catch the episode on the real physician racks that I did on January 27th, when I talked about needing a heart transplant, we don't want you to get to the point where you know you have end stage heart disease where you're trying to double back and do what you need to do. It's too late by then. It's too late. Like it's too late. To and uh, I'll take it back. Well, yeah, I, I won't take it back. It's too late after you get the heart attack to be worried about trying to prevent the heart attack because the heart attack's already occurred. Now I got to worry about how do I prevent the second one to occur? How do I prevent the third one to occur? It's too late after you get the stroke to be worried about your blood pressure that caused the stroke. No, that has to happen before. And we've talked about this, especially when we talk about the COVID vaccine. There's no disease that I want to I want you to be inflicted by rather than the prevention. Right now it's all about prevention. It's all about making the steps. So again, I my you know me, my goal is to try to bankrupt every hospital. I don't want no one to have to go to the hospital. But people are going to keep going to the hospital because, you know, the end stage effects of things that they should have caught. I had a patient when I was doing outpatient medicine who unfortunately saw me about, I would say, uh, give him about a year, saw me about a year too late. It was, you know, it was, it was my first visit, but it was, you know, first time, you know, he had 
gone to see gone to see a doctor in about a couple years but it was, and then here i go this is a person who walks into my office of course it's a man who walks into my office who has never seen it hasn't seen doctor in years who's on no medication because he has no quote-unquote medical history and then after i do what i always do my annual physical my blood work and everything else now i have to tell this man hey not only do you have kidney disease not only do you have high blood pressure but you got diabetes so you walked into this office with zero medication you're about to walk out of this office with three medications and then in six months unfortunately he ended up having to go on dialysis all because he didn't get you know preventative measures two three years ago right it probably would have took maybe one medication one blood pressure medication and he probably not on dialysis to this day right? One diabetes medication that's free, and he's probably not on dialysis to this day. But like, it, we, we can't stop the dialysis, right? Because we didn't get him early enough. And that's, and that's why every month, every year, we will scream from the rooftops like, hey, this is a disease that we want to focus on. We still want you to focus on all those other things. We still want you to talk about all those other things. We still want you to get your mammograms, your colonoscopies, your prostate. We still want you to do all of those other things. But by the way, February, we're talking about the heart. And if you don't get nothing from this, it's like, am I doing what I need to do to protect my heart, to prevent my heart from having any end organ related issues? That's the goal. That's the game plan. So again, I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. Again, uh, thank you for coming back. Um, I'm thank you for coming back to listening to the, the episode. Uh, we had a little two week hiatus. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled program from here on out. You guys be blessed and have a great day. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today again so appreciative of all you guys' support see you guys next week